Just before my junior year of high school, we had a bit of a health scare in our family. My mom had to have some relatively routine abdominal surgery, but unfortunately she had some very serious side effects. She was rushed to the emergency room, placed into emergency surgery, and spent three days in the ICU. And as a 15-year-old kid who had had a relatively uneventful life up until that point, it was a very jarring experience. It was, again, it knocked me out of my comfort zone and knocked me out of complacency. Naturally, with my mom coming so very close to death, there were a lot of what-ifs that ran through my mind. I was confronted with a lot of very big questions. It was a very introspective experience. I really had to look myself in the mirror and ask, who am I, what am I living for, and what do I most desire in life? That event really forced me out of a complacency. And having to start thinking about those big questions and having a bit more of a better perspective on things really began the seeds of my vocation. And so when I read this gospel of the woman at the well, a lot of it kind of sounded familiar to me. Because this woman who was confronted by Christ was confronted with her very life. She was really forced to look at herself in the mirror and ask a lot of really big questions. And again, it didn't involve an experience of life and death, but it was really an encounter with Christ that forced her out of her complacency. She was truly confronted with the state of her life. She had to look in the mirror and realize that she was way too comfortable with second-rate love, with second-rate fulfillment, and with second-rate happiness. It was kind of like a Walmart brand life. But deep down, she knew she wanted more. And she knew that her life wasn't good enough. And Christ uses this beautiful metaphor of the water and the well to illustrate for this woman this restlessness that was in her heart. Just as she had to keep coming back to that well every single day to get water, to be satisfied, to have her thirst quench, she was having to do the same thing on the spiritual level. The pleasures that she was seeking in this world were not enough. And Christ wanted to get to the bottom of her restlessness because he knew that she thirsted for more in life. So we see this in the fact that she was very reluctant to reveal that she had had five husbands. Because it showed her that she had been looking for love, but in all the wrong places. And during this encounter with Christ, she came to realize that she was not going to find love, happiness, or fulfillment until she found Christ. St. Augustine speaks of this longing in our hearts. He says, You have made us for yourself, O Lord, and our hearts are restless until they rest in you. What a beautiful way to describe it. Our hearts are restless until they rest in you, until they rest in God. And every one of us has this thirst, this desire for infinite happiness, for infinite fulfillment, for infinite love. We each have this restlessness that can truly only be satisfied with God. But oftentimes, we seek these pleasures, these fulfillments in the world. And oftentimes it leaves us very empty. We become comfortable with thirsting for second-rate love, with second-rate fulfillment, and with second-rate happiness until it just becomes normal. We keep going back again and again, just like that woman at the well. And this becomes easy for us because we don't have to ask a lot of the big questions. We can just leave them unanswered. We don't have to work very hard. 
And those questions that will ultimately lead us to God, we just simply ignore and kind of just live a very normal level life. And we get into a comfort zone that we don't really want to leave. But all of us have, every one of us has this deep thirst that can truly only be quenched by God. And in order to have it quenched and in order to be satisfied, we have to make some very tough decisions, just like the woman in the gospel today. We have to be willing to throw out the second-rate pleasures that our world offers to us and say that I want God more than I want sin. We have to be willing to say that I want God more than I want sin. And just with this woman in the gospel today, we have to cry out to God, Sir, give me this water so that I may not be thirsty or have to keep coming here to draw water myself. We cannot be content with the comforts that this world offers us because they will only leave us empty and searching for more. We have to ask the very tough questions. Look ourselves in the mirror and say, where am I seeking after inferior water? Where am I seeking after things that will make me happy but leave me empty? Or where am I merely satisfied with a knockoff as opposed to the real thing? This woman in today's gospel was truly thrown out of her complacency and it changed her life forever. Because before that encounter, she was content with having those very big questions unanswered. She was comfortable and she didn't want to be pushed any deeper. But our gospel calls us out of our comfort zone. Pope Benedict XVI, in a speech to uh, German high schoolers shortly after he became Pope, I think illustrated this point perfectly. He told them, the world promises you comfort, but you are not made for comfort. You were made for greatness. The world promises you comfort, but you were not made for comfort. You were made for greatness. And that's so true. We're made for more. We're made for God, and we are made for heaven. And that was what Christ was telling the woman at the well in today's gospel, and that's what he speaks to every single one of us. We are made for more than what this world offers us. We are made for more than the pleasures that we oftentimes seek that leave us empty. We're made for God. We're made for Him. We're made to have that thirst quenched, not by Gatorade, but by Jesus Christ Himself. And the first step to doing this is repentance, just as this woman in the well demonstrated at the Gospel. So we have to ask ourselves, do I truly desire repentance for my sins? And if I do desire it, am I willing to do what it takes to receive it? We have to have the desire, but we also have to have the willpower. So let's ask ourselves, maybe if we have that desire for repentance, and pray for the grace that we can do it with God's grace. This woman at the well had this desire for repentance. What about us? Can we have the same desire for repentance that the woman at the well had, and desire more, and desire God? So today, let's step out of our comfort zone and show God that we truly desire Him, that we desire happiness, that we desire repentance, and that we desire fulfillment. And like the woman at the well, may we have the courage to throw aside the second rate and go after the real thing.